Welcome to Window of Opportunity, a Stargate Rewatch podcast. I'm Carrie. I'm Rachel. And today we're talking about Stargate SG-1 Season 5, Episode 7, Beast of Burden. Wow! This is one of my favorites. I like this episode a lot. This one might qualify for best words teachable moment. It's interesting. It really is. Um, I will say one of the things they mentioned in the commentary is um, that episode Red Sky, how they originally wanted SG-1 to like not fix the problem, like not be able to fix the sun of that planet and just, you know, sometimes you don't always win, but then feedback was just like, no, you have to like fix it. So the ending of this is kind of the powers that being being like, okay, you can have that ending here. The where maybe oh. SG one didn't really win, quote unquote, at the end yeah. of the day. Okay. As far as like the ending goes of this. Well, it still wasn't even like, oops, we messed everything up. Bye. It was it was still, you know, topic of conversation worthy. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, yeah, with, with the other one, if they didn't fix the sun, it would just be like, oops, sorry, we killed everybody. Yeah, Thank this you. is more your civilization is wrong and we need to fix it. Mm-hmm. But they don't even really do that. No, they do not. Or, no, no. But let's talk about it. Okay, yes, let's. Okay. So this episode originally aired on August 10th, 2001. It was written by Peter DeLuise and directed by Martin Wood. And on the commentary, we have Martin Wood, Jim Menard, director of photography, and James Titchener, visual effects supervisor. And in this episode, Daniel's Unas friend Chaka is captured by a pre-industrial civilization that uses Unas as slaves. While attempting to free Chaka from this cruel regime, Daniel risks the safety of SG-1 and possibly the life of his friend. Oh, man. Yeah. We still don't know what Shaka means. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not. His, I'm pretty sure it's not his name, but we just kind of <laughs> go with it at this point. Um, uh, no. Yeah. So we open on an alien planet that we soon figure out is P3X888 as Chaka comes into view. And we see an energy bar on a rock, and there's also a shot of a video camera hidden in some bushes nearby. Chaka picks up the energy bar and then, like, growls as he, like, hears a sound, turns around, and there's four other men who come into the clearing holding staff weapons and zets. But, like, they're not Jaffa or anything like that. So it's it's a little weird. Like, who are these people? What are they doing? Why are they there? And the main Uh, guy was familiar. Like, we've seen him in stuff. So I was trying to figure out, like, is this a... Is this a returning character that I'm just forgetting, or do I just know who this actor is? You just know who the actor is. He's from L.A. Law, Larry Drake, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Chaka kind of offers the energy bar in greeting, because, you know, that's how he and Daniel bonded, but he just gets zapped. It was so sad, too. He held it out all nice, like, making peace, and they shot him. Yes. It's a very sad opening. Yeah. And then there's a quick sort of cut back to the SGC. And it turns out Daniel has actually been watching this footage on his computer in his office back at the SGC. As we cut to the opening credits. So are we to believe that Daniel was somehow watching this live or this was going back to get the footage? No, this this was him going back, retrieving the footage and watching it days a week later however long later yeah 
So from the in in the commentary, uh, just some interesting things about the the Unas costumes and the Unas actors because we have like a whole village of Unas. So there's only three main Unas actors because they actually only have three full Unas costumes, mm-hmm. like like full body head, all of that stuff. So we have Dion Johnstone's back is Chaka, the the big guy that we get later, like the big guy is Vincent Hammond, who was also in uh, the first ones, and Alex Zahara is back as uh, the one that they call Shy One, who's sort of one of the main three at the end. Yeah. Um, like, it's like, oh, that's cute. Um, so anytime you see like a full Unas, even if it's not like Chaka or the big one or Shy One, it is Dion, Vincent, or Alex. Um, they did have some extra, like just heads and hands of like Una's characters. So anytime there's like more than three, you don't get very close because it's just like a head in the hands on like <laughs> random actors. So oh, that's funny. Yes. So that's what's going on as far as just like filming and stuff. So like Dion, Vincent, and Alex had like a lot to do in this episode. Oh yeah. They worked for it. And they yes, did they great. Did. They did. I mean, again, just like love for what Dion is able to do underneath all of that prosthetic makeup and even Alex and Vincent. And because like, so I don't know if we talked about it back in the first one, but Vincent Hammond, one of his roles is he's the predator. Oh, really? Yeah. Because he's like, he's like six foot seven, six foot eight or something. He's just like a big dude. So he does a lot of those like monster creature movies. So but like he is the predator. So this guy is like, these, these guys, like, they know what they're doing when they're in this type of costuming and makeup and stuff, so. Yeah, they know how to be yeah. very physical. Nice. Yes, yes. Cool. So we come back from the opening credits, and we're up in the briefing room uh, where Daniel is showing the footage to everybody and telling them about what happened. And just, like, interesting thing I noticed is that it's not just, like, everybody, like, sitting around at the table with the footage. Everybody's sort of, like, crowded around, like, one end of the briefing room table, and Sam's actually kind of, like, sitting on the table as they're, like, looking at this. I thought was just, like, it, it almost kind of made it a little more casual. Like, this isn't really, like, an official thing. It's just, like, hey, friends, come look at this. <laughs> video I have to show you in a way. Come look at this. We need to deal with this. We got something we got to deal with. So apparently, like, since that episode, the first one, Daniel has been uh, just, like, having this video set up there that he goes and exchanges the tapes every now and then to sort of study the Unis and their culture, their, like, societal structure, and has apparently learned some language from them. But now Chaka has been kidnapped. And so the interesting thing that Daniel notes is that the men who took him are definitely from a pre-industrialization society, yet have ghouled weapons. Again, how, where, why, when, what, what's going on? What? Uh, So Daniel wants to go and find out, like, why these men want Chaka and also like rescue him because as he says a bit later he he feels a little guilty because he left that energy bar there for Chaka so he kind of inadvertently laid the trap for these other men to like take Chaka. Jack doesn't care about Chaka like at all which is a little like like I get it but also like Jack come on really really but uh Daniel's like ew, ew, or no it's Tilk who's like it might be worth it to find out how they have gold weapons and what else they have and Jack's like that I can True. get behind. Yeah. Which, so, okay, sounds like everybody's kind of getting on board this plan of, like, go find Chaka and what's going on, but how do they know where these men went? Luckily, the camera caught the DHD with the lit up glyphs, so they can kind of, you know, plug that in and deduce and figure out, because there's only so many combinations you can get, so they have a go. Yay! Were you surprised at all that Hammond uh, gave them a go, that it was an important enough mission, per se? No, I don't think so. 
I think, yeah, this is, you know, you know, Hammond cares about people and this is something that's important to Daniel. Mm -hmm. And I think even if Hammond may not completely understand the Unis like Daniel does, like he believes what Daniel would tell him about what's going on and who these Unas are as like, you know, intelligent beings and stuff. So obviously, you know, sort of, he's sort of, you know, an extension of the SGC, if you will, Chaka Mm -hmm. at this point. So yeah, go find out what happened. Why not? At the very least, maybe they do have other gold weapons that we could borrow, make use of somehow. Maybe. Yes. So they get to the planet where the men went, and they're sort of walking through the woods. And uh, conveniently, as there always is, there's like a little cliff, and the village is like down a little valley. So they kind of stop uh, like at the edge of the cliff, get out the binoculars, look and see what's going on. And apparently these people have domesticated unas and are using them for like slave labor. Which that's where you know that this is going to be an interesting episode. Yep. Um, And it's going to get even more interesting in just a second. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Jack's like, uh, he and Daniel, they're going to go check things out. Sam and Tilk stay back just in case things don't go well and like they need backup. And Jack's like, so what's the plan? And Daniel's like, "Uh, honesty? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, So down in the village square, there's an auction for an Unas is taking place. Uh, so this is where we get our lead auctioneer guy, uh, and like one of the locals and also him keep like prodding the Unis with a pain stick, which eventually, you know, the Unis is like, that's enough of that. And like shoves the head guy, knocks the other guy out of the way, starts to run off, but gets to staff blasts to the back for his trouble. Uh, the other Unis that are there do that sort of mourning growl that they have at M-O-U-R, mourning not mm-hmm. hello morning um anyway uh so at this point jack and daniel have come into the square and the auctioneer's like don't worry it's dead to which jack snarks back yeah shoot something like that in the back a couple times and it's yeah yeah it's gonna die mm-hmm. um yes. uh, another fun thing from the commentary apparently a lot of the background extras in this episode were actually also the background extras in red sky and they just did such a good job. They just were like, come back next week and be here. So, Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's that's uh, always good when they're like, hey, come on back. It'll be fun. We're we like the you. Same set. <laughs> no, different sets. Different sets. I know. Close yeah. enough, though. This is a place called Border Town that was like a set for a specific show. I forget. Uh, oh. But yeah, it's like a sort of like Wild West town right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Daniel does his introduction thing that they came through the Stargate and the dude's like Stargate and Daniel does the whole you know, the spinny thing thing. Yeah, he thing. Does. And the, so the guy goes Chapa Eye and Daniel's like, yes, Chapa Eye. And he's like, that's interesting because like that's not something that's happened for a very long time here. And so anyway, Daniel's like, uh, we've come to trade for foreign Unas. And the dude's like, great, came to the right place. I'm the best there is. Uh, the auctioneer introduces himself, himself as Barack. And so Daniel's like, I'm Daniel. This is Colonel Jack. And he's like, what's Colonel mean? And, and Daniel's like, it means that Jack is our head trader. Great. Call him Colonel Barack. Ha ha. Ha 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 So I have to say that, I mean, although, you know, obviously something is amiss with this town. I love that Daniel and Jack, mostly Daniel, um, recognize that, 
okay, we need to investigate this a little further. Therefore, we're going to blend and play along. So he immediately is like, we're traders. We would like to trade for because usually, you know, in the episodes like SG one barges in and they're like, everything about you is wrong and here's yeah. how you should be. So, you know, usually they would have plowed in and been like, How dare you treat these things like you know, treat the Unas like slaves. They're they're not you know, but I'm I'm actually really happy that initially they were like, let's get the full picture. Let's get the full story. Let's see what we could do about what's going on. We're just going to play along until we can see where our advantage lies. I feel like they should be doing that way more often. And that's yes. kind of the attitude that I wish that Daniel had a lot more when they're visiting new towns. Because I feel like that's a lot more like professional Anthropolo yeah. anthropological <laughs> yes meeting new cultures type of attitude rather than like how dare you yes yeah that that, that is something I definitely appreciate here is yeah the like let's get the lay of the land before we show our hand right <laughs> for sure yes. yeah so I like that very much yeah um so Barack then says that it's customary for them to greet visitors with a drink so drink and Jack's like it's customary for us to drink so yes drink <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Which I was just like, like drink, really? Okay. Um, and then there's a no bit of like, game. there's a bit of like, as they walk up, they're like, traders, we trade, we've done, we've done trading in the, yes, we're, yes, we're, we're traders. Trading? We're trading, yes. yes. So inside a tavern, restaurant of some kind, something, uh, they get served their drinks by an Unas, who Daniel thanks, which, uh, fun fact, this Unas is a female Unas, mm. played by Alex Zahara. <laughs> So oh. he's a, he always has a lot, of fun, a lot of fun pointing out, I played the only female Unas that exists. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So Barack finds Daniel, like, thinking the Unas interesting, and Daniel explains it as training by positive reinforcement, which, yes, positive reinforcement is good. Mm -hmm. uh, Barack then asks them about the Chapa Eye, and if they came from somewhere he has not been, then he must be right about his assumptions in that the Chapa Eye goes many places. He's only been ever able to go to one other planet, and that was because that address was passed down through generations of, like, other families on this planet, and he did something to, like, get that address. So he says it's been passed down since the Beast Wars, and Jack and Daniel are like, the what now? So apparently what has happened on this planet in the past is that, you know, Way long ago, there was a Gould who ruled here, but this Gould used Unas to, like, enslave the humans. So, I it's it's unclear if the Unas were also Goulded or not. I'm guessing yes, if they were, like, taking orders from a Gould, but that's, you know, a little unclear. That's, that's the impression I got, too, is okay. that it, it, was, it was back in the, when the Gould were using Unas for hosts. Okay. Um, do you think the Gould then was a human and this was sort of during that overlap period or was there the main gould also in unas i'm i'm thinking the main gould was also in unas oh interesting okay. i mean that's that's kind of why i felt this was such an interesting parallel or not parallel i don't know what i'm saying um how <laughs> it was just an interesting extra tidbit of of the slavery aspect is because, you know, these people couldn't tell the difference between the Gould Unas and the Unas themselves. So that's why they then, you know, the war happened, they flipped, they've now enslaved them. Okay. Interesting. Okay. 
Okay. I so get they that just guy. always thought the Unas were evil. The Unas had enslaved them because they couldn't, because they couldn't tell. They didn't know what the Gould were. Right. They just knew Unas bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So the Unas were enslaving the humans. The main Gould just like up and left one day, never came back, but like the Unas were all still there. The humans managed to lead like an uprising and flip the table. So now these slavers are the enslaved. Mm-hmm. And that's where we are now, many, many generations later. Um, random fun fact from the commentary. Apparently Martin Wood had never met Dion Johnstone, not in makeup. Um, oh. And so like at the, I don't know why he talked about it here because Dion's not in the scene, but um when Dion came up to him sort of like at the end of the shoot and to like thank him and be like, you know, it was great to work with you. Martin was like, who are you? <laughs> he, he had never seen him like have some makeup. So. That's so funny. Not in, they didn't do any table reads or anything there, I guess, or no? I guess not. No. And he hadn't seen like the fifth man yet, probably because he was, you know, prepping for his episode. So he hadn't been involved in that episode at all, which where Dion, you know, played not makeup person. So that's so funny. I know. It's like, okay, eh. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. TV making for you. There you go. Did he introduce himself then to Shaka? <laughs> I, I, I didn't, he didn't tell the full story, but just that he eventually figured out who Dion was. And was like, oh yeah, you're great. Great. Yes. Good job. Anyway. Love you. Love your work. Yes. Uh, oh, man, that's so funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> So they're walking back through the village. We see an Unas in a pen chained up and is like getting tortured with pain sticks by like several villagers. And uh, according to Barak, they've apparently been having a problem with their training due to the inbreeding of all of their Unas. Right. So apparently there's one female. I know. It's like, well, yeah, I'll do ew. it. Uh, yeah. Also, you um, So Barak has had to go off world to find other unas which is you know where the video comes in from earlier so they make it to the sort of main barn uh there's an unas raking hey this is shy one the guy the one that's raking the hay this is shy one and we see several others locked in cages one of whom is chaka uh, <gasps> they head over there he says daniel's name which surprises barack and then kind of starts to get him a little mad because they're like you he's like you tricked me you didn't say you were looking for this specific unas and they're like we wanted to make sure he was here first before we said anything because you know which not a bad plan let's make sure what we're looking for is here before we say you know go accusing people of having the thing we're looking for so daniel demands him back but barack's like nope and then two men enter with zaps and stand in the doorway as ominous music plays so here's what I find interesting about this interaction is that later on in the episode, he says theft of property, right? Theft of somebody else's unas. The punishment is death. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they obviously have respect for as other people's property, if you will. Yes. So Daniel shows up, says this one is mine. He obviously said my name. He obviously belongs to me. And the other guy's like, whatever, I found him first. You're not taking him. Like, that that seem odd to you? A little bit. When they have, if you steal somebody else's property, it's punishable by death. (laughs) Yeah, but he does also make that comment that, like, his unas have been branded with his mark on it. And... 
no such mark is on Chaka, and technically Chaka was, like, found in the wild, so there's no well, obvious right. ownership until Daniel shows up and says, this one's mine, and Chaka says, Dene. which, like... Well, right, but, I mean, that could be negotiated with, like, our custom isn't to do that. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I found that very odd that it immediately he was like, whatever, I found him, he's mine. And when later he's yeah. like, if you steal it, it's punishable. By, and everyone's like, how dare you try to steal it? And Daniel's like, it's mine. mine. <laughs> I'm not. What is it from, like, the Princess Bride? You are trying to take back what I have rightfully stolen or something. Yeah. Like, it reminds me of that. <laughs> You're yeah. trying to take what I've rightfully stolen. I know, everyone's all pissed at him, but, like, they stole it first? I don't... Yeah. That's really the only plot hole I have with this. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, that that's... Yeah, that could use a little more explaining or motivation or something to... Because, we like, we come to realize Brock's really maybe not such a... Like, Brock is interesting because he's, like, he's not a bad guy, really until the very end when he starts killing things but it's just like you know he's just this is the way of life as he knows it he is just doing like what he knows you know so Mm -hmm. but yeah but you would think once somebody says no this one's mine he'd be like oh sorry i mean maybe not sorry but oh we weren't aware Uh, yeah the whole just like too bad I, well, I know, especially if they, like, showed up pretending to be traitors yeah. and said, this one's mine, you'd think his initial reaction would be like, oh, I'm sorry, do you have anything else available? <laughs> yes, do you have another <laughs> Unas we could have, maybe? You Let's obviously, like, oh, okay, so you also do this, let's form a business relationship, right? Yeah. He, yeah. he immediately was like, whatever it's mine but yeah. you know he was he was very um closed minded in that regard rather than seeing a possible opportunity in the cover yeah like oh well in good faith we'll give him back i see you must have more inventory if you also trade yes yeah yeah it's definitely yeah a sort of dangling chad plot point mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will yes, yes. Um, so we get a very quick cut back to Sam and Tilk where Tilk's like, does Jack need our help? And Sam's like, not yet. And they they kind of don't have a lot to do. In this no. Episode, which is, they don't. No, they're until the end. Yeah, and not, not until the very end. Anyway, um, so back in the barn, Barack tries to offer Daniel another Unas, but like, no, Daniel's like, I'm taking that one. Jack's like, why don't we step outside and discuss what we could trade for Chaka. So here Jack is starting to get into the whole cover story trading, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they ask Barack what he wants and what he wants is like two other Unas in exchange for Chaka. So like two for one. And they're like, well, we'll think about it. Um, Another part of the interesting thing here is like, as they're like sort of walking out and walking away, Daniel's like, what, like asking Jack, like, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, I'm definitely not going to get into like a massive firefight over this. And he's he's not even sure he's going to do anything like Jack's ready to just like leave and wash his hands of this whole situation. Um, But Daniel just sort of reemphasizes to Jack, like, this is not how Chaka lives. This is not the way of life that Chaka knows. He has a family. They have art. They love their children. He deserves to go home and be free as he knows it. And Daniel's not going to leave him here. Jack's like, even if it means risking human lives. And he was like, well, we should be able to avoid that, right? Because 
We're supposed oh, to be good at our jobs. <laughs> oh, Daniel. It's a very interesting conversation, though, because Daniel also says in there, like, I'm not trying to change their way of life. I'm just trying to get Chaka home. Yes. So he's so at this point in time, he's making that distinction of like, yes. OK, I'm not. Rome wasn't built in a day. We're not going to change these people's entire fundamental yes. way of life. But this needs to be fixed. Yes, we can fix this small part of of yeah. this bigger picture like this little yeah. puzzle piece I can take out and take back home yeah and I like yeah. that Jack also points out like are you willing to risk human lives on this it's a very it's a very interesting point I liked it a lot yes there's a lot of really good Jack and Daniel stuff in this mm-hmm. episode which I like yeah. a lot so they make it back up to Sam and Tilk and fill them in on the whole situation and everything and so right now the plan is to just wait until it's dark and like go sneak into the barn and like spring Chaka without like killing anybody or anybody noticing just like go and break him out and leave hopefully under the cover of dark and quiet and nobody will know and be any the wiser they'll just wake up and Chaka will be gone we get a quick scene of Barack quote-unquote training Chaka with a pain stick that bastard um and apparently like a lot of this they talked about in the commentary a lot of this was Larry figuring out because I, I'm not, they didn't really talk about how it was explained in the script, but just that he kind of had some difficulty with what he was actually supposed to like be doing in the scene. So he's the one who kind of came up with the down, sticking with the stick down, you know, sticking with the stick. So. As, oh, like you know. how he was supposed to be training yeah. him as it were. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So a lot of that was just, yeah. What Larry came up with and like, let me try this. And apparently it worked because it's yeah, there. Okay. So. Yeah. so it is now dark. Jack and Daniel enter the barn while Sam and Tilk, like, provide some cover, like, out in the village square. Uh, but, like, just before Jack and Daniel had come in, we see the shy one bring Chaka some hay. And Chaka goes, the Chaka, to him. And then kind of, like, growls back and then turns around and actually says Chaka in return. So, interesting. Something something is happening here. So, um, they didn't speak before and now he is? I think so, based on, like, what Barack says later, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. It's very interesting. Okay. Well, he was surprised when Chaka said Daniel's name. Yes, that too. Yes. Yeah. So they get to Chaka's cave, and Jack sets, um, it's not, like, an explosive charge. It's one of those things that, like, I think it, like, melts metal. Like, what what is that thing that, like, just, like, gets really, really hot and, like, melts metal? Forgot to look up what that is. Uh, TV magic. I don't know. Yeah. No, but it's it's like a real thing. Um, but anyway, so he lights that. Uh, they get the they get the cage open, and all of the other Unas start making kind of like a ruckus because oh my god, what's happening? Uh, Daniel tries to get Chaka to just like go and follow them and leave, but Chaka seems to be insisting that he can't leave because all of the others have been marked for death. And Jack's like, I don't care. We gotta go. Uh, the ruckus has now alerted the villagers to something's going on in the barn and men start heading over there. Tilk and Sam start laying down like cover fire, like sort of shooting like over their heads or down at their feet and stuff like purposefully missing, but trying to be like, hey, go away. Don't go there. Uh, Sam radios to Jack about the incoming men and Jack and Daniel like start trying to shoot their way out because there's now men like up in the sort of the loft of the barn. Um, Jack like nicks one guy in like the shoulder uh, then we see Barack and some men on the other side, and everybody gets zatted. So, ah, oh, crap. Failed. 
Uh, we cut to the next morning. Everybody's now locked in cages. Uh, Sam's trying to reach Jack over the radio. And apparently Chuck is very smart because he managed to grab Daniel's radio and hide it from the others when they were like stripped of all of their gear and stuff. Yeah, um, Chaka. Yeah. Uh, after a bit of a language lesson where we learn that ko means give, Chaka passes the radio to Daniel. Uh, he lets Sam know that like they're physically okay, but Jack's kind of probably a little mad at him. For a little bit. He's not expecting he any birthday, not expecting yeah, any birthday presents. <laughs> um, Jack then asks for the radio and Daniel passes it um, back to Chaka. But interesting thing. So the, the cage lineup is like Daniel's on one end, then Shy one, then Chaka, then Jack. And when Chaka had passed the radio to Daniel immediately, he kind of like had to toss it across Shy one's cave so Daniel could grab it. But this time when Daniel passes it back, Shy One actually like reaches out and passes it to Chaka. So they don't have to like throw it. So it's like, again, something is happening here with these yeah. humans, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, so uh, Jack gets on the radio and it tells him everything that's going on. Sen tells him that like they're on the run in the woods from search parties. They're trying to get back to the gate to head for reinforcement. So, okay, good to know. Keep like going with that. Uh, Daniel and Chaka have a brief conversation in Unas, and Daniel tells Jack it's basically Chaka saying, thanks for freeing me and sorry for getting you into trouble. Chaka then gets the attention of the other Unas in the barn and does his Chaka thing, which the other Unas respond to. And Daniel is absolutely gobsmacked because language is a learned behavior, and Chaka in his short time has like managed to teach them this. And in addition, Shai One then goes Chaka Zo like recognizing Chaka as their leader and that mm. like even in their like limited life experience of like being locked in cages and made to work as slaves they were able to recognize that Chaka was free and wouldn't leave them and chose to stay to help them be free and like they want that too because they know yeah. oh that's what life is supposed to be if you will it's wherever it's that wherever that guy came from I want wherever. that Yes, I, w I want what he has. Can I have that, please? Yeah. Which, yeah, it's, I don't know. I find it very interesting, like, what's going on here with all yes. of this. Very much. Uh, yes. And Dan and Jack's just like, but this is the way of life. And Daniel's like, well, that has to change. And he's like, we've meddled before. And Jack's like, you want to bring in an army? And Daniel's like, okay, maybe not that. I just, surely there's another way we could go about this. But this... It, it's sort of this situation is now no longer sustainable. Right. So now, like, the weirdest and most awkward scene of the show where their conversation is interrupted by a young boy coming in with, like, an Unas nanny, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Very weird. Um, uh, apparently, the man that Jack shot in the shoulder was this little boy's father, for which Jack apologizes. And Daniel just explains that they were trying to get Chaka back. And this is where the boy says stealing is wrong. Jack's like, it sure is. Uh, they go to leave and Chaka just calls out Chaka to that Unas who's with the little boy, but it doesn't work. And just, you know, they leave and head back out. And Jack goes, trust me, Daniel, a whole lot of people are going to have to die around here before one Unas goes free, which unfortunately Daniel is like, I think you're right on that point. So... Yeah. Also, I mean, there was a prime opportunity when the boy was like, "Stealing is wrong." From them, from for them to be like, "Yes, you stole our unas." <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. You, you stole, stole first. You stole from us. 
We're just taking you back with our. Me. Yeah. yeah. But I think they were past that point, but they could have easily yeah. been like, yes, we know you did it first. <laughs> okay. Um, so Sam and Tilk have made it to the gate, but it is very heavily guarded. So Sam relays this information to Jack, who just tells her to stand down and maintain radio silence and quickly signs off as Barack comes into the barn. And oh, hey, look, he has Jack's P90 with him. Interesting. Yes. Uh, so as we discussed earlier, this is where Barack says that usually stealing an Unas is punishable by death, but Barack is hoping that they can avoid that. He also knows that like, Sam and Tilk are out there. and uh, But if Jack and Daniel tell him that all of the places the Chapa Eye can go, he'll, he'll let them leave and it'll be fine. He just, he does not understand why they're going to all of this trouble for just one beast. And Daniel's, this is, you know, where Daniel's really like, ah, they're not beasts. They're intelligent beings who don't deserve to be treated like this. And Barack argues that the Unas used them as slaves first. And they're like, so that makes it right for you to do this back to them? And Barack's like, what else are we supposed to do? And Daniel's like, set them free. And Daniel's like, yeah, that's not going to work. No. Okay. So maybe send them back to their homeworld. And like, that's not going to work for Barack either. And he explains that, you know, his ancestors could have slaughtered all of them, but instead they found a way to coexist. And Daniel's like, this isn't coexisting. What are you doing? It's yeah. not. No, no. no. Also, um, I do. I mean, it probably would have made just as much of an impact as, you know, the conversation that they do have. But I find it interesting that they didn't even try to explain, like, the Gould scenario of, like, these guys used to be hosts for parasites, which left. And so, actually, what you're torturing are also the victims. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they would have been like, whatever, I don't believe you. But I'm I'm surprised they didn't even throw it out there of like, you enslaved the victims of these other parasites. Very true. Yeah. Uh, Jack just butts in like they're not going to tell Barack anything. So we might as well just let them go and like they'll leave. You can keep doing whatever you're doing and we'll go and just never think about each other ever again. But that's not good enough because now Barack knows that there's more out there and Jack's like yeah a buttload of more Gould and you really don't want to mess with them and Barack takes that pain stick touches it to the lock which is tied to the chain around Jack's ankle so Jack is now in a lot of pain and he just you know collapses we see the light shooting out of his eyes and his mouth and ugh, nah, I, oh that's I never like when that thing comes out interesting special effects though yes um Tilk is finally fed up of not doing anything, so he just storms off back to the village and sounds like, Tilk, what? Uh-oh. And just, you know, takes off after him. Daniel's yelling at Barack to stop torturing Zach, Jack, so Barack starts torturing Daniel. Chaka yells, Kakaka. This riles up all the other Unas who start, like, growling and rattling their cages, and Barack yells at them to quiet down, which they don't, so Barack raises his P90 and shoots one of the Unas. So, and, uh, he goes to shoot another one, but it's out of ammo. And he asks how to reload it. And Jack just says, give it to me and I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's like, and he's like, that's, I'll, I'll figure it out. He still doesn't understand why Jack and Daniel care more about these beasts than their own safety. But now that he knows that they do, he's going to come back every morning and every evening, ask his questions. If he doesn't get the answers he wants, he's going to kill another Unas. 
Not really the best way to go about that. No, really not. No. Also, I'm not sure how they didn't manage to put safeties on their guns when they were being confiscated. Yeah, you'd think the safety would be on unless you managed to figure out the safety and turn it off. I don't know. If you've never seen a gun before, I'm not entirely sure you'd be able to figure out. Oh, hey. (laughs) Yeah, this is what it does. Yeah, I don't know. But apparently he did figure it out. So, yeah. So Sam and Tilk have made their way down to the village and Tilk thinks that if they can make a big enough distraction, they might be able to get into the barn to break everybody out, but they won't be able to guarantee casual, no casualties. And so Sam relays this over the radio to Jack and Jack goes, I don't think we're going to talk our way out of this one to which Jana goes, well, for once, I'm not asking us to. And Jack just goes, damn it, Daniel. Which is like, oh, this is, this is, you know, when the situation is serious, when Daniel's like, I don't care anymore. We need to just get out of here, whatever it takes. This is a serious situation now. Yeah. Okay. So time to get out of here. They're bringing everybody with them. Jack tells Sam not to worry about casualties and that they're going to have a couple of Unas with them. So out in the village, plan starts. Tilk blows up a cart of hay, which starts on fire. Villagers one run for the water barrels, which Sam has blown up, which from the commentary, that was actually a special effect so that none of the extras got hurt as they were like running towards the water barrels. Oh, so, fun. Good. Nice. Yeah. Tilk runs towards the barn, like towards the guards, fires his staff weapon at the ground and then like turns and takes off. So the guys on guard start to run after him. Sam comes around the other corner, zats them. So they're out of the way. She heads in, sets up those same little like melty charges on the cage doors and also gives them to Jack and Daniel to uh, like undo their leg chains, which Rick was fine when he set his off. Michael did actually get a little singed when his went off. If you notice, he went a little like, Oof! and so he did he did get a little singed, but he's like, he's OK. He's OK. Oh, I didn't notice. But, yeah. So, but, like, they get all the cage doors open after, you know, getting the Unas to stand back. They start running back for the gate. One of the villagers spots them, but Jack has Sam's P90, and Sam, Jack just raises it and goes, hey! And the villager's just like, okay, like, drops his staff weapon and runs off. They finally meet up with Tilk in the woods, and Chaka is kind of like, because, you know, Java. And I was like, no, it's fine. He's friend. It's okay. All right. Everybody's there. They get to the clearing where the gate is, and it's completely unguarded there's nobody there and Tilk's like maybe they went back to help with the fire and Jack's like or it's an ambush <laughs> or it's or, or probably the not thing that we're expecting yes uh so Chaka and the other Unis head into the clearing it seems like Chaka understands why they stopped and is setting himself up as like bait uh the big one is shot and Tilk manages to take out the branch that the guy was standing on because they're all like up in the trees now and stuff. So the branch falls and the guy falls, but doesn't like kill the guy directly, at least. Um, Jack takes out another like villager by like just like hitting him with his gun, like in the temple. Sam zats one villager as he like jumps across a little creek. And that was apparently Dan Shea, like stunt coordinator oh. and uh, Sergeant Siler. Nice. Uh, Chaka jumps on a villager, but Barak kind of then comes out, raises his staff weapon. Daniel tries to zat Barak, but misses. So Shy One jumps on Barak. Uh, Barak manages to throw him off. Chaka has grabbed a staff weapon and manages to get Barak in the shoulder. He falls to the ground and Chaka like 
stalks up to him and Daniel's like, no, stop. Like, don't, don't do it. Don't but, go there. Uh, Ch- Chaka does it and just mm-hmm. blasts Barack point blank. And yep. I kind of, I like really like the way they shot it where you like saw the staff weapon activate like on Barack and then it turns back up to Chaka. You hear the blast and you just see like smoke like coming from the ground. So you don't actually like yep. see what happened to Barack. Um, yeah. But then uh, Chaka picks up Barack's staff weapon, helps Shy One up, and gives that staff weapon to Shy One. That's where we are with that. Yeah. No uh, turning back. Nope. Tilk has managed to get to the DHD and has started dialing home, and they should go before more villagers come. And Daniel tries to get Chaka to come to like go home, but he won't. Uh, basically, Chaka thought he was helping SG-1 escape instead of the other way around, and he he never intended to leave. And now that they have weapons, they're going to go back and free all of the others. And Jack's like, I didn't come here to, like, arm the Unis. And Daniel's like, well, they did that themselves. So, oopsie. Yep. The brief conversation between Daniel and Chaka, and Daniel ends up handing Chaka his Zat gun and finally tells Jack that he told Chaka that, you know, they don't have to kill there's other ways to go about doing this. And uh, yeah, maybe they're heading back to start a war, but, you know, they deserve freedom and the choice to fight for it. The end. Mm. So I am not entirely sure it was the best idea to tell Chaka, you don't have to kill. There's other ways. I know. As are they just handing gonna... him a weapon. <laughs> but it's a non-lethal weapon, it's sort of. No. I mean, they're not going to It can be a that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. How, how much does Chaka really know about using those? I don't know. Yeah. But apparently in the script, it was actually supposed to be like Daniel's handgun. And then they changed it to the Zat. So. Oh. Because well, that yeah. kind of made more sense. But yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I definitely don't think it was the best idea to say there is a peaceful solution. <laughs> While handing him a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I don't think he should have handed the weapon over. I think he should have just said, you know, there's, there's a peaceful solution. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. But again, it's that ambiguous ending of did SG-1 win? No. But here's the thing, though, is that. The whole adventure was really instigated by Chaka. So I'm pretty sure that even if SG-1 hadn't shown up, he would have kind of started the revolution anyway. You think so? By just yeah. doing the Chaka and communicating and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, it just may not have started quite as abruptly because he wouldn't have been able to escape as readily, but I'm pretty sure he would have done something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. That yeah. this would have happened eventually anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. So episode title, Beast of Burden. That's a, you know, what the Unas are. Uh, according to Miriam Webster, a Beast of Burden is an animal employed to carry heavy loads or to perform other heavy work, such as pulling a plow. So, oh, yeah, yes. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have some interesting foreign territory titles. Uh, in French, this was Masters and Servants. Mm, okay. In Hungarian, it was just called Slavery. <laughs> okay. Uh, in Czech, it was called Domestic Animals. Hmm. And then in German, we get 
Chaka. <laughs> yeah. Um, so overall thoughts. Yes, no. We like I liked this one. It was very it was very, very interesting. It was very conversational. Um yes. without being too preachy. I mean, obviously you know what they were getting at. Uh, but I I will I will forever compare this type of episode to emancipation where it's just, <laughs> where it's just like that was so terrible. Yeah. This one, at least, you know, you could talk about it. There are many points of view. There are, you know, different yeah. things to bring up on how people acted or should have acted or, you know, whatnot. But it was, it's a very interesting conversational one. Yes. Liked it. Me too. Um, What did you think about Daniel's hair in this episode? Because apparently. <laughs> what, there's a thing about it? I well, actually. It's like. It's like it's like sticking up when it doesn't normally do that. And I saw a bunch of stuff on the internet. People were like, I hate Daniel's hair. And even on the commentary, Martin was like, what's up with Daniel's hair? And I was just like, oh, you're talking about Daniel's hair. It looks fun. What I don't know. I was going to say something. And then I forgot specifically that I liked it. That the thing is, is that he goes for a side part rather than the front doohickey. And so his yeah. side hair, you know, kind of is like sticking yes. up. I actually really liked it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? I like it better than the, the front and just thing the, that yeah, he does. Push it all to the front thing. Yeah. 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 I like it too. I don't know what people are complaining about. That's but so apparently funny that people just found it. it weird and odd and apparently thought need to <laughs> comment on it. Okay, internet. Yes. Whatever. Yep. Um, we have an email. We Before do. I off, we do. Uh, from Andrew. Uh, from the Hi, UK. Andrew. Andrew from the UK. Um, so this goes back to uh, the fifth man. Uh, and the title of the email is The Supreme Irony of the Fifth Man. He says, Hi, Rachel and Carrie. It's Andrew from the UK. I thought Hi, you Andrew. might want to, <laughs> I thought you might want to know that the fifth man is actually the fifth episode of the fifth season on the UK DVD box set. For oh us, really? Four. It's yeah, it's four. It's actually four. And I went back and checked my DVDs to make sure it's like yeah, it's four in the U.S. for some reason. Oh, that's um, so funny. And I thought uh, he continues. I thought that it was ironic that you had forgotten that the episodes were put on the DVD slightly out of order, especially given the subject of the episode. Speak again soon, Andrew. So we didn't forget. Oh. It's just the U.K. is weird, but the U.S. is not. So. Well, so I would be curious to know what. The ep- what they switched around like did they did just switch think? four and five I don't oh I didn't even I because I this, this email actually like just came in so before we started recording um let me see if I can uh, because ever see, since we uh, had the the issues with streaming of where to find stuff yes. I have been watching the DVDs I haven't tried to find it streaming lately so that would yeah. be interesting to know if what order this is in on streaming services, if the DVD sets are different for different country releases. Yeah, I don't know why they would do that. I mean, like the the sort of four, five, six, like those episodes kind of don't really matter what order that they're in, you mm. know, so it doesn't really, I think, affect anything to have it out of order. Um but let me see. No, that doesn't give the details of it. No, I just it's just no. like here's where you can order it, but doesn't have like the details of 
the episode order. So I don't. Well, Andrew, let us know what episodes they switched around. Yeah. For us, it was out a different order. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was episode four for us in the U.S. and like on our box set. Um, let me see if it's I can find it back on Amazon streaming. It's the rate. Season five. Yeah, one. Ooh, season five, episode one is back. Did they finally fix it all? Enemies, special ascension, fifth man. Yeah, they may have just flipped fifth man and red sky because, yeah, those don't really matter the order that they're in. Well, that's interesting. But, uh, well, I'm glad somebody got it in the in the yes. order that it deserves to be in. The fifth yes. man is the fifth episode on the fifth season. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for confirming that, Andrew. That's great to hear. Yay. <laughs> Somebody got to view it correctly. Yep. Okay. Um, any final thoughts? I think I think we've done it for this week. I think we have done it. Okay. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you can find us on Instagram at SG underscore rewatch. And now on Discord, check the link in the show notes. Or you can send us an email at woo, that's W-O-O-S-G, rewatch at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us, please. And we will see you next time for The Tomb. Bye.